Hola, and welcome to Spanish Answers, a podcast that gives you unas llavitas claves as you unlock your Spanish language adventure. I'm your host, Sarah, with Language Answers, and today in episode 50, I've got a surprise to announce to all of my listeners slash blog readers. I am so excited, guys, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate episode number 50. Thank you to all of you who have made this possible, who have been listening to this podcast for so long, to those who are new listeners, and to those of you who have started reading the blog, well, episode blogs, just thank you so much for your support, and I hope that just as we have definitely improved the podcast from when it first launched, I hope that in a year or two, we will be even better. Of course, if you have any suggestions on how we can make that happen, please send me a note. I would love to hear it. Anyways, we'll also be talking for our cultural tip about five different Spanish sayings. So let's go ahead and get started. And drum roll! Today's surprise is that I am launching a new free language resource library. As part of that, in today's podcast, I am going to have in the show notes several affiliate links to Amazon. So again, I only recommend products this way that I've bought and used myself and that I found useful, but I do want to be very transparent when I use these because, right, at no extra charge to you, if you do use the link to purchase something that you think will be useful on your language adventure, then I receive a small commission. So with that being said, let's continue on. As I stated, I am currently creating a free language resource library. Now this doesn't mean that all of the resources in there are free. Obviously there are some, such as an online dictionary or links to YouTube channels, those are free. But then I also have the affiliate links to Amazon, where if you want to purchase some books that I really find useful, those resources obviously are not free. But this resource library is going to have helpful links and suggestions for podcasts, books, music, videos, you know, mainly YouTube channels, blogs, and more for a wide variety of languages, not just Spanish and English. Right now, the Spanish resource library is the only one that's ready for public viewing, so I'm giving all of my podcast listeners and blog readers early viewing access. So to view it, simply go to the link in the show notes and click on the Spanish section. Eventually, of course, I hope to have libraries built up for English, American Sign Language, or ASL, French, Italian, German, Russian, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Icelandic, and many more. I even want to include some endangered languages, such as Lulesami. Now, I love finding new, reliable, fun resources to help me in my language journey. I also want to help others in their adventures, so this is the perfect place to share what I find. And of course, if you have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. Please send me an email with any resources you found helpful on your language journey. To give you an idea of some of the resources I've gathered, here's a brief list of just a few items for Spanish. First is Doorway to Mexico. This is a delightful podcast, and the creator Paulina works with the Baxter family in creating authentic Spanish-speaking scenarios that use real, everyday speech. It's kind of like listening to a fun radio program, you know, how they used to have it with the Lone Ranger and things like that, so it's kind of like that, and then followed by an educational discussion, which is really helpful. 
Then there's the podcast, No Hay Tos. And this is a fun podcast, mostly in Spanish, by Beto and Hector. And it gives you a window into everyday Mexican Spanish. There's also the Everything Spanish Grammar Book by Julie Gutin. And this is with an affiliate link. So it's a great grammar resource for beginner and intermediate Spanish learners. It really breaks down difficult Spanish concepts in a clear, easy-to-understand approach. When I worked for a construction company in proposal writing, this was one of my reference books whenever they needed me to translate something into Spanish. Next, another affiliate link is the GoGoLingo CD. So this CD is a fun way to teach your kids Spanish. Instead of traditional songs, GoGoLingo has created fun and humorous, even a little hip, songs that are sung in both English and Spanish. And if you have access to Spotify, the entire CD is on there. So if you want to listen to it for free, you can also check it out there. That's actually where I found it. Then there's the YouTube channel, Cocinando Correa. This channel really combines it all. Yuna and her family show everyday Mexico while also highlighting their own Korean heritage with lots of cooking videos. So she teaches you how to cook Korean food and she teaches you how to cook Mexican food. It's a delight. Then there's also the Diccionario de la Lengua Española. In the resource library, I have links to the print copy on Amazon, which is actually something I have. But the link I've included in the blog is the one to the online dictionary, which is super useful. So it's the official Spanish dictionary, at least according to the Real Academia Española, or the RAE, and it's fantastic. Whenever I need to verify that my normal online English to Spanish dictionary is actually giving me the correct word, this is where I will go, is to the Diccionario de la Lengua Española, or the DEL. And it's great. You could also easily, if you're a word nerd, you could easily go down a rabbit hole and just spend hours looking up different words on there. I personally really like this resource. So that is just a brief glimpse of some of the resources I've got on there and what kinds of resources I'm hoping to gather for each individual language. As I develop this resource library, of course, I will be sure to keep you updated as to when each new language library is available. Now then, as part of the fun, today's cultural tip includes five fun Spanish sayings. The first three sayings and their English equivalents, I got from the book, The Streetwise Spanish Survival Guide. And of course, I will include an affiliate link to that one as it's a book I used that I found very interesting and helpful. And then the other two Spanish sayings I got from Fluent You. First one is, Camarón que se duerme, se lo lleva la corriente. So translation, the shrimp that sleeps gets carried away by the current. Camarón que se duerme, se lo lleva la corriente. In other words, keep on your toes. Number two, aquí hay gato encerrado. Translation, here there is a locked up cat. Aquí hay gato encerrado. In other words, there's something funny going on here or there is more to this than meets the eye. I actually like this saying, I think, better in Spanish than I do in English because aquí hay gato encerrado. It's just such a a funny, weird mental image to associate with that meeting. The third one is No todo al monte es orégano. Translation, not everything on the hill is orégano. No todo al monte es orégano. In other words, it's not all peaches and cream. 
Now, I don't know why you would say that not everything on the hill is oregano. I'm not sure why oregano is so important. That could be a really interesting phrase to study the history on. But nevertheless, if someone is telling you that something seems super easy and you know that it's not, you can just tell them, no todo el monte es oregano. Next, we have, aunque la mona se vista de seda, mona se queda. So it's kind of got a little rhyme going within it, right? But translation, even if a monkey dresses in silk, she's still a monkey. In other words, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Aunque la mona se vista de seda, mona se queda. I think this one might be one of my favorites, or at least it would be my favorite of this list if it wasn't for this final one, which is Quien fue a Sevilla perdió su silla. Translation, he who left Seville lost his seat. Quien fue a Sevilla perdió su silla. This fun phrase is used in situations where you leave something unattended and return only to find that someone else has now taken it. It could be your spot in line, a chair at the movies, something at the store, etc. The reason, though, why this is my favorite is because the history of the saying is pretty weird. And, of course, I've included a link to this, as well as all my other resources for this episode, in the show notes. Essentially, the history of this phrase is that it comes from a dispute between an uncle and his nephew, both archbishops named Alonso de Fonseca. So in 1416, the nephew, Alonso de Fonseca el Mozo, was appointed the Archbishop of Santiago de Compostela in Galicia. He asked his uncle, Alonso de Fonseca el Viejo, the Archbishop of Seville, to help him gain the Episcopal See while he stayed in Seville. El Viejo managed to restore peace, but when he went home to Seville, after doing this favor for his nephew, surprise, surprise, his nephew refused to give him back his position. So it required a papal order, the king's intervention, and even some hangings for El Viejo to get back his archiepiscopal chair. Oh my goodness. Talk about an ingrate. <laughs> now, there are other variations of the saying, such as, Quien fue a Sevilla perdió su silla, y quien fue a Aragón se la encontró. But that one really doesn't rhyme as well. There's, Quien fue a Sevilla perdió su silla, y quien fue a Jerez la perdió otra vez. Jerez, otra vez, kind of rhymes, not quite. Then there's, Quien fue a Sevilla perdió su silla, quien fue volvió, a garrotazo se la quitó. And that one actually rhymes pretty well. Essentially, if I'm understanding this phrase correctly, it basically is, he who left Seville lost his seat. He who left and returned through clubbings, or, you know, beating with sticks, through clubbings, took it, confiscated it, basically. And it being the silla, the chair, or the Catholic see, right? Then there's, Quien fue a Sevilla, perdió su silla. Quien fue y volvió, la recobró, or la encontró. So basically, he found it or he recovered it. So same thing, but when he comes back, he recovered it or he found it. There's also, Quien fue a Sevilla, perdió su silla. Y quien fue a Morón, perdió su sillón. So I think that one's just a play on locality and rhyming rather than really sticking to the history there. And then finally, quien fue a padrón perdió su sillón. So there you have it, some really fun variants of that phrase.
Again, thank you so much to everyone who has listened to this podcast or who has read the podcast blog. I just am so grateful for you and just so blessed that this helps others. And of course, as always, if you really liked this podcast, please leave me a rock and review. And if you think there are ways we can improve, send me a message. Tell me what you think we can do to be better. I definitely am always looking for ways to improve this podcast. And don't forget to check out the Spanish Resource Library. And this ends our episode 50. And don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources I used for this episode. If you would prefer to read an approximate transcription of today's episode, you can also visit the episode's blog. I would love to help you on your Spanish journey, so if you have any questions about Spanish culture or grammar, or if you need a personal tutor or language consultant for your business, you can reach me at contact at languageanswers.com or visit my website for more information at www.languageanswers.com. Remember, learning a language is a lifelong journey. Aprovechalo, disfrútalo y compártelo. See you in two weeks. Hasta luego.